Hello. Hey, man. There he is. Hey, up. Yep. Oh, dude, I've been working all day, man. So I'm ready for this. I watched both episodes this morning. Yeah, we knocked them both out last night. Um, so I think we're going to do each one as a separate thing so I can put them out at different times. So uh, just pick which one you want to do first. Let's do brothers first. Okay. So uh, welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. I am here today with Boris. We are here to do the latest in our uh, Away Mission series, our, retro- our retrospective reviews of episodes of the Star Trek franchise. Uh, today's selection was uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 3, Brothers. Yeah. You still? Yeah. Okay. I'm still here, man. Uh, I hear everything. Okay. I don't have my headphones in, so I couldn't tell if you could hear me okay or not. Hold on. Uh, perfectly loud and clear, uh, thankfully. Okay, good. Um, so for context, this is a couple episodes after uh, the Best of Both Worlds thing, where I think intentionally after that they tried to do a couple smaller things. Um, probably just for budget reasons, if anything else. Uh, but let's get into the... I mean, the plot with this one's pretty simple. I mean, really, it starts with um, some kind of stupid thing that I didn't really understand, like why they allowed. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, It's basically, there's this whole, it's basically the B plot, which kind of motivates the A plot to a degree of, um, they have these two children on the Enterprise who somehow their parents aren't there anymore, but they somehow allow them to stay there, which I thought was kind of bizarre. But um, Well, maybe so for, from our point of view, but not from theirs, yeah. I guess. Well, it just seemed like, you know, Picard hates children. Back to at be- some point. But- yeah. Picard hates children to begin with. I found it funny that he would allow that. Yeah, but I don't think, I think Riker is in charge of everything else, like, I don't think Picard has any say in it necessarily. Like maybe he just needs to sign off or something. I mean, let's remember, you know, yeah, there's there's, civil, there's civilians on Enterprise. Yep. So, so yeah, the one of these two kids pulls a prank on the other one, and as a result of that, I guess the kid runs off, and he he was in there like their giant like garden area, I guess, and he ate something that was poisonous. And so he's in like quarantine and they have a they have like a time limit to get him to a starbase or something before he croaks. And yep. uh, at that point, you have Data and a turbo lift with the kid and Data sort of like freezes up for no apparent reason and basically takes over the ship uh, for reasons that we don't know right away. Um, one thing I found particularly interesting about this and to break out of the break away from the uh, plot description for a second is how easily he was able to just shut everything down and take everything over without them being, without the rest of the crew being able to do essentially jack squat. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, that's one of the reasons, if you remember, like last time we talked about data was, you know, uh, the guy. 
Maddox who wanted to disassemble him. And, and I guess this is one of those reasons why, you know, Starfleet, I guess, is, you know, sketchy of data, distrustful. Yeah. And we get to see it actually happen. Very yeah, I actually thought that too as we were watching and I was like, this is making Maddox's argument for him that that they shouldn't that they shouldn't well no, he never made like a he actually never made like a Well not him to, specifically, but if there were those complaints. Yeah. Throughout the series. So yeah. Right. Um, so you find out that this signal uh, draws data to a planet, which, you know, we've never heard of before. Um, and he goes down to said planet and finds that his creator, Noonien Sung, who we thought was, who we were led to believe was dead, right? If I remember correctly. Yep, apparently he was cre killed by a crystalline entity. Right, but he's been on this planet the whole time, this whole time just kind of hanging out. And um, one is led to believe that he, uh, you find out through the discussion that he has with Data, who's like just realizing for the first time this guy is alive. Uh, we should also mention for the people who haven't seen this or are as unfamiliar with the series and don't take certain things for granted that you and I probably would. Uh, this role is also played by Brent Spiner. Yep. Um, they sort of they sort of write it into the story because Sung is kind of a narcissist who was in love with his own face. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a double role by Spiner, and uh, for other reasons that we're about to get into, this is largely the reason why I picked this one because I wanted to highlight the performance here. Um, so, uh, you know, Sung spent some time getting to know Data a little bit because obviously he, he Data doesn't know that he's alive and he's really only been able to follow him through like whatever shows up on Starfleet news, I guess, or whatever. Um, yep. And then as they're talking, the uh, the character that I had, unless you know, that the first time I saw this episode at least, which was, I think, three years after that character's first appearance, I had completely forgotten about. Lore walks in, uh, and you find out that you know, Sung Memphis recall signal for Data had no idea that Lore was actually had been reassembled and was anywhere, and he just yep. kind of shows up. Um, and so I then, mean, if you watch you know, the series, you kind of expected that to happen, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe for me, I know I, I, I just waited when Lore was gonna show up. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about Lore by the because I, I was watching this show in real time as it aired originally, and given that they did this like three years later, given that they did this like three years after Data Lore. I had completely forgotten about this character, let's just say. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, and then he shows up, and I was like, oh, shit, because they, they hadn't even made any real references to him in almost three years, and I was just like, I had completely forgotten he even existed. And then he walked in, and I was like, oh, that would make sense. And then the, uh, Sung says something about um, 
the the locator signal was meant for data, but it also must have triggered lore somehow and gotten them to go there. Um, so you find out that the reason that uh, Sung sent for him is because he'd he'd worked out an actual emotion chip for data, yeah. and so he wanted to give it to him. Um, so at that point, you know, there's some more dialogue and stuff, and also on the Enterprise. I mean, none of this once the whole data some lore thing starts, I didn't really find any of the rest of this stuff to be that important. And I just wanted more. Every time they cut to the enterprise during that, I was like, no, just give me more with the three yeah. guys. That's what I'm watching this for. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, then, I'll, you know, I'll so there's that, but a, they had to, you know, they had to, you know, address the thing that data did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, the thing I left out was that in his, uh, in his uh, effort to take the ship over to get to this planet that he's trying to get to, he ends up uh, putting a giant security code on the Enterprise computer that only he can release because it's like so many, it was like 50 digits or something and a couple letters thrown in. I mean, there's no way they would have, it would have taken them months or years to decrypt it on their own. Um, yep. So they're kind of left they're kind of left sitting there in orbit of this planet until data decides to let him out of it. Um, so then as he's doing stuff on the planet, uh, you know, there's more dialogue between Sung and data and lore. And, um, you know, you get to, you get to know data's creator a little bit, not a lot because it's not a, you know, it's not like he shows up over a couple of episodes and you really get to build this out. But, um, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting angle on the whole character. And then as it goes on, you find out that he's, you know, he's ready to give data the emotion chip and stuff. And so he does that process. And then you find out that he can't tell the difference between data and lore necessarily. And he gave the, he gave the reworked emotion chip to lore instead without realizing it. And then lore basically what throws him through a window or something Pretty much yeah it was the table yeah, so then, okay and i also left out the fact that and again i suck at these plot things um that uh sung at this point is terminally ill and he just wants to give this thing to data before he dies um and there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue with lore about like you know, why couldn't you have spent this time trying to fix me instead? You know, and Sung is just like, well, if I had known you yeah. were around still, if, if I had known you were around still, I might have done that. But I thought you were just like disassembled on a shelf somewhere. Um, and, you know, I would, but I just don't have time anymore. Um, so Laura basically beats the snot out of him and leaves. Um, and then, uh, Riker and 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 Worf and Jordy figure out some way to get. I think they they convince the computer that all three of them are actually data, and it, it allows them to get through the lockdowns. Um, so then they get down to the planet and show up there right as uh, Sung is dying. Worf finds Data in a closet or in a corner. Uh, they turn him back on again, and he has like the as close to a tearful goodbye as data is going to get with his father. Um, and then they go back to, they get back on the ship and take the, the dying kid to a star base or whatever. And everything is resolved. That
Yeah, that's some pretty much right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, I mean, there were a, a couple of things I noticed about this one. I enjoyed the fact that, and, you know, granted, before this, we've only seen Lore once. But yeah. I enjoyed the fact that he was able he was able to bring a little bit of like non psychopath to lore. Like he's not always a maniac. Isn't he though? I mean, I don't know, man. To me, like even when presented with the like he thought about himself, you know, instead yeah. like Data was treated as a favorite son and which had nothing to do with he, he didn't know like how could he yep. and and laurel took it all you know as personally and yep. he he you know everywhere he went you know chaos ensued so like what did we like can he really redeem himself i don't think so man like oh, no, Laurel's- i don't think it was that i think there was at least one moment of like when I was surprised, and I don't, I don't know if I remembered this, even though I, in the course of that giant rewatch I've been doing, I think I watched this like a year ago. Um, so I just watched it again yesterday. And uh, I did have a moment of when Sung first says he's dying, Laura's the first one to react. He's like, what are you talking about? You're fine. What? what? And yeah. I, he, seemed, he seemed legitimately upset to me. Like, I, I agree, but still, you know, there's still... No. You're right overall that he, he didn't have to change his ways, but he could he could have at least you know like let data have his chip, you know. I mean Yeah. No, I think you're right that um that he largely is still a maniac, but I did prefer I did like the the moments of like those real discussions he's trying to have with Sung, I felt like didn't have that. He wasn't just like yelling at him or or you know, like the, the moment where he first finds out Sung is dying, and then there was a discussion of, like, you know, why that discussion they have about why didn't you just fix me instead of building him, and, you know, I could have been better if you just given me a chance to be. Like, that stuff I actually kind of believed. You I know, agree. As much as he's still legitimately a... As much as he's still a, a maniac, like, those moments of, like, oh, there's a little bit of... Uh, there's a little bit of subtlety here. He's not just there to... He's not just there to be a problem, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Lore, like, to the point, like, when uh, when Sung said, like, the... Data, I was like, dude, I mean, how is that the next logical step? I mean, where, where's the logic in that? Doesn't make any sense, like, fix Lore and then maybe, like, build build him a brother or something. I agreed with Lore. Yeah, I did think that was... I did think that was kind of silly too. Like the next logical step was to build data, but why? Because you already yeah. had like the fully working one that you could have just tweaked, you know, like I wish if they were, if he was going to make that argument, I wish they would have gotten more directly into like, were the, you know, cause they, they say stuff about like, were the colonists that, that they lived with like afraid of him because he was, he was insane like they sort of imply that and i think actually data or lore actually says it but then sung doesn't really make an argument beyond like like you said the next logical step is to build data for reasons that i don't really want to get into and then the show never addresses um yeah you make you make a good 
Yeah, like I, like, like, like the colonists really were, were afraid of lore. In that, that sense, sure, like uh, you could have literally like just you know upgraded him or something and then build data like make two of them like why is building the data yeah the next logical it makes no sense but whatever well because if the argument is like you know and i i i think they make the same argument in data lore if i was that lore even you know the the colonists were all afraid of him because he was too human which in reality was probably they knew he was a nutbag but then sung's next extension was to build another version of him that just had no emotional capacity i mean i don't know seems like it would be easier to fix what you had already than to yeah, do that unless uh, yeah unless technically speaking maybe getting into into lore was not uh, convenient or practical which would make yeah. sense but i don't know like yeah. Yep, but um, I did like the. It's you know, this like was one of the. I... Sorry, man. The delay first is really, go. really strong. That's fine. We'll deal with it. Um, this is the first time I watched this episode since my father died back in January. And it definitely, oh, I didn't know that, man. I'm sorry. yeah, emotionally speaking, like the, uh, this episode, like spoke to me much more than it did previously. I... But, uh, and of course, I wanted to see more of Dr. Noonien Sung. And this episode, like, really, because you know, my like when my father died, he was tested positive. We were all in the quarantine, and he died pretty much peacefully. And, you know, watching Noonien Soong die and his kids being there with him spoke to me more this time around than it did ever before. And the only thing uh, I regret about it is, you know, uh, the two of them, they, they never really reconcile. Like, Data doesn't hate him because he's indifferent, because he's emotionless. But Lore is always like he's the evil one yeah. for some reason selfish one yep it also the the episode also lacks that like and maybe they just ran out of staging and i'm not sure but it lacks that like confrontational moment between them like lore basically kills sung and leaves like you never had that moment between them of like what did you do you know and i watching it this time around where i was really trying to look at it critically like it's missing that you know, it, it sort of lacks, as good as a lot of it is, it sort of lacks weight because it doesn't have that. Yeah, but doesn't the lack of uh, confront uh, confrontation speak for itself? I mean, yeah, but the, in a way. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, they didn't necessarily have to, like, have a physical conflict with each other, but he's not even, you know, he data doesn't even come into it until well after Laura is gone and the other people find him there. Like it would have, I would might've written it in such a way that like he, he, Laura does that, but data is not like entirely deactivated so that it doesn't rely on somebody else finding him and turning him back on again. So like he's not there to stop it, but he does show up like shortly afterwards and they have to have, even if they don't, there's no, like, physical conflict between them. There's some sort of, like, 
dialogue between them, even try, you know, data trying to get like, if nothing else, like an explanation from him as to why he did that. And it's like, you know, I think that would, that would raise questions about that would add something uh, to it for me as well, because then I think data would be left with the question of like, if I had this, if I were to get this emotional chip thing, do I turn into this guy? You know, if you have some sort of like, yeah, if you have some sort of like thing between them where he has to ask that question. And I think they do that to a, to a a much less well-executed degree in uh, the next time we see lore two years from now in descent, they do this. Um, which I don't think that was particularly, that episode was particularly well executed on a lot of fronts, but we'll get into that someday. Maybe um, I just felt like this one, you know, and I think this is a, a, a byproduct. A lot of the early next generation stuff to me is a byproduct of as good as a lot of it is. Some of it makes weird decisions in interest of, Roddenberry's whole thing when he was alive and he had, you know, he wasn't terribly involved in the daily process, but he had script approval on everything they did. And he had a whole thing about like conflict would be at a minimum. And, you know, that sort of makes it hard to write good television because uh, conflict drives all of that stuff. So I could see it being very difficult to be like, maybe, Maybe he told them, you know, and I, I don't know that much about the behind the scenes on this one in particular, but maybe he told them in the script stage, you cannot have some sort of actual confrontation between him and Lore. Because um, I feel well, like that would be the easiest thing to do here. Yeah, but the confrontation between the two would always be verbal, intellectual, not physical. I don't think they would just yeah. get in a fight. Right. No. Which, they which, which is they something I think. Which is something I think we would also like to see. But the way they made Lord, the way they wrote him, yeah, find he, that he, a little bit more that we want to see. We're, we're never going to see it. Yeah, I think the problem was that because it involved Spiner playing two roles, it became very difficult for them to do that a lot. It probably took more time to do the episodes that they involved him in because of that. And like this one in particular, because he's playing three people. I'm yeah, wondering if. Has, yeah. But he has the same makeup for data lore, except the costume, which is. Oh yeah. No, I know the makeup. And I know the makeup's the same. But together. Yeah. But they were barely in the scenes in the scene together. Like. You, they always showed one of yeah, them. There's true. a few moments when there's a few yeah. moments when you see two of them, but I don't think it was that hard for him to do it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe getting into character was a was something that you know took him time, or he just wasn't able to do it as well as he was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Look, I did look at it from a, a like a shot making standpoint, and they're the between the three characters, they're not in the same shot all that much, so they could have just filmed each one separately and just kind of threw it all together at the end. Like, there's a couple scenes with Sung and Data together, but then after, once Lore shows up, it's all single shots. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, and I they already think- had green screens at this point. Yeah, so it was definitely doable. 
Um, yeah, and I do think this was a this this episode and and family was right before this. These these kind of episodes, I think, were a desire to do like smaller things right after Best of Both Worlds Part Two, which probably was a lot of their budget for that year. Um, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this one works particularly well. I mean, I I remember there being more stuff between Data, Sung, and Lore than there actually was. Um, I think I had convinced myself that it was more of the episode than it actually was. Um, but I think it's just because that stuff has so much impact behind it compared to the stupid thing with the two children where I'm like, I don't care. Get me out of here. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I mean, the way they shot the thing with the two kids, it was so kindergarten-y. Yeah. Uh, and, it, I mean, there's, like, a few point, um, scene moments. I mean, throughout the seven seasons there. You know, whenever you see Troy or kids or any of the side characters, you feel like you're in some sort of new age priest. Just gives off, you know, uh, an unusual yeah. vibe. I just would have think it might have helped if they had done it with, if they had done some version of that poisoning plot with a character that we cared about. Because it's like, I don't, you know, do I even at, you know, I was maybe uh, 12 or 13 when this aired originally. And I remember thinking, do I even care that it's, you know, obviously you don't want somebody to die, but do I even care well, because it's somebody I've never seen before that you're telling me? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it was the point that think... it was two kids, you know? And besides, Wesley, yeah, I think... nobody ever cared about him anyway. Right. I think if they did this with Wesley, a lot of the audience would be like, yeah, let him die. Fine. Yeah. Sit here as long as you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Shut um, up, Wesley. Yeah. I would wonder, too, like, and maybe some, we'll do data lore someday, too, but I would wonder what was the original idea for having spider play this double role like why was he, and not that i don't think he pulls it off because he does but like why was he the one that you thought of to be like oh yeah we should maybe because it was easiest to you know say because he's an android or whatever you can just build another one and say it's he can just play the the other one also i think but i mean he did go ahead Sorry, man. I think it's just because Data is a popular character. Yeah, it worked really well, though. Um, and I gotta think Definitely. it was probably only the the realities of production that kept them from doing this more. Because um, I do think it interesting, like regular villain, if we're willing to do it more. Um, Which brought me to something else, actually, yeah, that I was I thinking. Mean, they did, I mean, they did because the... they did Mirror Universe uh, in the original trilogy, uh, the original series, and I guess they thought because there yeah. was a few Vendam movies and a few other movies where you had the same actor playing two different characters. I think they just wanted to see if they could pull it off. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Now this kind of brought me to. A separate, a separate Trek-related thing that we could eventually do at some point. I'm, I'm, I'm betting we will. 
down the road. Um, so you remember Star Trek Nemesis, right? And the whole like Tom Hardy as Picard's clone thing. Yep. Yep. And then they find the uh, the what I would call in America, and I, I don't know if if you guys have some Croatian equivalent to this, but what we would call in America, or at least what I call the special bus version of Data, uh, B four. Um, why wasn't this? You know, and the thing I found interesting uh, with this, and I thought of this watching Brothers, and I've had the thought before, like, why wouldn't a big part of Nemesis is that whole idea that the the Tom Hardy character, I believe his name is Shinzon, right? Shinzon, yep. He believes he's supposed to be like, I don't know, 30 years younger than Picard, probably. He's supposed to be in his 20s. Um, yeah, he's supposed, supposed to, be like, to be Picard at his prime, I guess, at, in Picard's 30s or 30th. Right. right. So a lot of this argument that Shinzon has with Picard, and we'll get deeper into this if we ever do Nemesis, um, is that Shinzon believes he should have Picard's life in some way. So why wasn't yeah. this played by... Why wasn't this played by Patrick Stewart? Because... I would think you could make those arguments a lot more if it was a 60-year-old Patrick Stewart who had lived his entire life on a mining colony and was, like, really beat down by this. And I would have somehow, instead of the stupid version of Data, I would have somehow worked Lore into this movie and, like, team him up with Shinzon somehow. Hmm. When you say we Picard what? is on a planet, like, are you talking about instead of Sung or? Well, no, I'm saying why wasn't Nemesis, you know, uh, age appropriate version of Picard teamed up with Lore? Ah. If you already, ha- if you already had an extra version of Data in this movie, like, why couldn't you have made Nemesis, you know, an actual? age equivalent version of Picard who could have actually made those arguments about my life sucks. I should have had your life make way more sense if the guy was like 70 and instead of the stupid, like I have no idea what's going on anywhere version of data, make it lore and like make him somehow team up with Shinzon. And to me, that would have been, you know, because to me, like data dying too, because that's the the thing where data dies well, eventually. There's only one problem. There's, there's, only, yeah. there's only one problem with your yeah. argument, and that is that Nemesis was made like five years, six years after uh, TNG ended. Oh, it's way more than that. It yeah, was, I mean, uh, I, my brain is fried. I don't know the exact years. Yeah, but after think, it was, I think it. I'm, and, it's, and uh, if I remember correctly, Lore died in sixth or seventh season. Yeah, they might have they might have taken him apart again at the end of Descent or something, or I can't remember exactly. But I just it felt like a missed opportunity to me. Like you definitely could have done that. Because um, I love your I love your idea. I would love to see that. But yeah, it's Nemesis was made way too way too late for that. But I see yeah, it. If I, I see it. If I had gone back and let, been able to retroactively rewrite that movie, that's probably what I would have done. At the very, at the very least, you could have made Shinzon age appropriate for Picard and just have Patrick Stewart do a double role. 
Um, the lore stuff might just be, you know, uh, fan fiction happy shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and before, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. And they ended up, you know, that B4 ended up having a certain uh, amount of impact in the Picard show later. Um, so they did end up using that. Uh, but I'm trying to think, what else did we want to hit in here? Um, again, I just keep coming back to, like, how easily uh, Data is able to take over that entire ship while they... Hey, there he is. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, wait a minute. the connection started getting awful, man. Yeah, we have a bit of a bit of an international dropout there, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, okay, so we're about a half an hour in here. I think most of that stuff will end up being usable, but I'll have to take a look at it. Um, was there remind you? What's it? Hello. John? Yeah, you all right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you were... No, I stopped because you kind of dropped out too. So go again. You were in mid-sentence there. Keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, I love your idea. And You were saying... I think you were making a point about B4, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know if it's a delay or whatever, but... Okay, we'll try again. What's the last thing you heard? Uh, you started to say something about B4, then you dropped out again. Yeah, B4 makes a lot more sense with your idea than it does in Nemesis altogether because, I mean, he just ends up being, you know, a cat on two feet. Uh, doesn't make any sense at all. He's just there. And, I mean, he does nothing really for entirety of the movie. He was also right. disassembled. And they found him in sand. Like, I don't know how they cleaned him up. I mean... But uh, yeah, yeah. I think the problem was like that was just so blatantly a way to keep data around later if they decided they wanted to do more movies. Um, because like that whole thing about like when data does the memory transfer with him, I was like, well, this is stupid. They're just doing this because you know they're gonna kill him off somehow, and then they'll have that way to bring him back through the dumb one if they ever want to do that. Um. You know, yeah, but, I mean, but it makes sense for him to transfer his memories, but they could have transferred, you know, other things like they could have made him like more smart. Yeah, I well, think I he think... was capable of it to a certain degree, definitely, but they just made him way too stupid. Yeah, I also think the argument that Data makes when he does that is that it might eventually make him more intelligent, but it won't work right away. Like, he's not instantly going to wake up and be quoting Shakespeare and stuff. So I kind of yeah. wonder if, if they had done more movies or if that character had shown up again somewhere else, if you might have seen that progression somehow. Um, or maybe they'll just decide one day to use him 
like in yeah. you know 25th 26th 27th century or something and he's you know on par with data lore right i mean he was used in he was at least brought up in picard uh because they had taken the i'm pretty sure they had said and you had mentioned this in a prior episode we did where picard came up um i'm pretty sure they said that the the like the neurological tissue they use to build the the data's daughters or whatever came from b4 because yeah. that's the only that's the only example of it they had um possible so he does come up again uh and i know we're we're going into another one of these digressions because really as good as this this brother's episode is is it's pretty light though because i mean you know half of the plot is like that stupid stuff on the ship that we don't care about because it just takes time away from the stuff with data and sung and lore um sung does show up again uh it's in flashbacks largely it's in uh birthright the um yep. the two-part one that crosses over with deep space nine a little bit and has my favorite medical officer in it um so yes so yeah That's he he shows up and he shows up and helps data navigate uh, a dream program that he finds out that he has and sung shows up in a couple of dreams that data has and then yep. uh, you have the – he also plays Sung's ancestor on Enterprise in something that I know we're going to get to, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, and then his recent sure. use on Picard to play, play Data again, and then he also plays uh, – was it Alton Sung, the Sung's grandkid? Um, yeah, yeah, for some reason I didn't care that, that much about that character, even I love everything about Data – but at that point, I was so fed up with, you know, just with the way they tried to bring him back after they had already killed him. I mean, but I get it, you yeah, know. The, the, so I, I don't know the guy's name. I really forget. I just know his data. I didn't. Some sort. I didn't mind like data coming back in Picard because it was mostly like dream sequences and like the stuff in the computer, but. Adding in like Sung's actual descendant was a bit much for me. As much as I did like what that character did, um, it was a bit much. Uh, and it was just kind of, it read to me like, oh, we already have Brent Spiner on set. We might as well do this. Um, and that seemed to be the entire justification for it. Uh, yeah. So I was not. It, it didn't. It didn't bother me too much because I do like Spiner a lot, and I like what he generally what he does performance wise with this with these set of characters. But uh, it was a bit of a stretch for me. Um, so yeah, I think we've all we've also gone into like what larger implications this episode has for the franchise going forward. Um, yeah, I didn't. Was even there anything with the? I didn't even expect we'd go, you know, this far into it. So I think we yeah. did a great job, man. <laughs> yeah. I also think, you know, if you, like I said before, if you cut out the stuff on the ship, which is really just a, a plot motivator to get here, like the stuff on the planet is the only part of this show that really matters all that much. And there's not that much of it. So it's hard to, Oh, and here's, here's a question I had about this, right? Clearly they Shoot. did the whole thing. They did the whole thing at the beginning where Data takes over the ship and and 
forces them to go to this planet in order to like generate drama of it and they want to hide for a while like what who this person is that's doing this to data right or what the circumstances are that's doing it but my wife brought up a point as we were watching it and she said why i know data doesn't know that he's alive but like why doesn't sung just call him and be like hey come to this planet i've got something for you <laughs> good point uh i guess it's because he's so narcissistic that he has to do things his way i guess well you, you know what i thought it was not what, only what, what? not only is it artificial drama for the sake of a tv show but, but it's but if he does it in a more direct way than that if he does it in the more direct way that my wife suggests you don't get lore I don't know man I mean I because, yeah sure yeah 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 I see it I see it yeah. showing up more showing up as an accident you don't get lore if he doesn't do that signal thing if he just yeah, calls up I have another question to that uh built on yours actually like uh how far did the homing uh, signal uh, go like like did it send it through the entire subspace or was yeah, just good... you know lore on the other side or on the opposite side of wherever data was because yeah, he all, just he arrived a... there like minutes after data that's a good tech nerd question yeah and one other thing i kind of hung up on just for like a half second it wasn't enough to take me out of it or anything was uh lore mentions that he he was drifting in space because i think data just beams him into space at one point at the end of data lore like they yep. don't he doesn't make any effort to like put him in a capsule or anything like that he says he was found by a, a ship of pack leads oh pack man leads yeah are, pack leads are fucking idiots how was he ever put back together <laughs> i think this happened by accident and when he realized who got him he just of course took advantage of him and probably killed him right. uh, you know but, but data <laughs> disassembled him though wouldn't wouldn't the pack leads have found him in parts how did the pack leads put what? him together again they're fucking idiots <laughs> remember how B found I I don't think it was much more complicated than that that's true yeah put it together push the button that was so right they probably if he had the similar off switch they probably would have found it and I mean I think the whole thing was if I remember Samaritan snare correctly and that one's awful I I prefer not to think about that one too much a lot of the pack led thing was they faked being that dumb to get people to do things for them and they actually weren't i mean they weren't like nobel prize winners or anything they weren't that stupid <laughs> yep yep i was just gonna say so uh give me a slot and trust them and you can always contact them to to be you know yeah motivate yep uh so i think we can break here this will be a shorter one probably just because there's not a lot to go into with this